Hello Podnutsians and welcome to episode number 585. Um, episode 585, who, which is sponsored by Craig Scholl, who's been with a Patreon supporter for us since November 2017. Um, with me here today is Steve McLaughlin, aka Door-to-Door Geek. We don't have Josh today, he's uh, off cutting down a tree somewhere, getting his firewood in. But uh, I'm sure he'll be with us when he can again. Um, man, it's been a while, hasn't it, Dor? Been quite a while. I didn't realize I actually went to Disney uh, and came back and then did uh, multiple college tours with my oldest son. Um, it, you know, I would say it's been a really busy summer, but that's like the kitschy thing to say. It's just been a little bit nuts is what I'll say. A little bit nuts. That's a good show title. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, well, it's been yeah. a little bit nuts here as yeah. well, because I tell you what, we've had COVID, we've had the worst storms on record, we've had flooding, we've had um, routers blowing up and power surges, there's all sorts of things been going on. My daughter, my oldest daughter, um, blew out her ACL uh, at a Taekwondo session and uh, was going to be looking at six months before she could even get to see an uh, osteopath. Um, so luckily we, uh, were able to get her into a specialist who was, who's trying out a new treatment. So we have this new treatment for her. She's wearing a brace on her knee at a 90 degree angle for three months. She has to wear this 24 seven. Um, and she has to walk around on a pair of crutches and she's doing half days at school. So I've been trying to run around after her and picking her up from places and doing things. She's very severely limited in what she can do and she's not really enjoying it very much so it's all been fun and games here so i, I do apologize to our viewers and patreon sponsors for uh, sticking by us for this long and uh hopefully um we can start uh getting a bit more into the swing of things now that uh things have uh, calmed down a bit have they calmed down for you Dor? uh mostly is what i'm going to say um it still, you know, it, it still feels like, I know it doesn't matter where you live. Everyone always says, oh, people around here can't drive in, in this state. Like this one place yeah. is somehow different or unique in the world. No, everywhere we go, we're surrounded by idiots. It's just, you know, that's just the way life is. Um, and it's, you know, one of those weird confirmation biases. Um, I will say, um, I do believe about eight weeks ago, I broke my hand, um, to where I like, couldn't, couldn't like close my finger. Um, but I'm like stupid, so I just you know muscled through the pain, and I did prove something. I I decided to use this as a test, as a chance to do some science. Um, I believe, like when we were kids, and someone would say, "Oh, does your foot hurt?" and then they would punch you in the arm, and then say, "Now your foot doesn't hurt anymore." <laughs> um, I proved for at least six straight weeks that when this finger really hurt, right right down here, really hurt, my neck and my shoulder and my bicep, tricep, all the way down to the elbow felt zero pain at all so yeah so every day when this started feeling a little bit better all this other stuff started coming back so i'm gonna to have to definitely do a follow-up appointment with the orthopedist um it's in, since it's been now over a year since my uh ulnar nerve surgery and we're gonna see if we can get that kind of stuff all fixed up kind of thing um i'll say my nine to five job is just still going nuts um i can't believe they want us in four days a week in physical office um for spite, just between me and you, um, for spite, I still wear a mask every day in the that that I'm in the building, and my hope is that every time my boss sees me, he gets to the point. He doesn't want to be here, does he? No, <laughs> no, because I don't want to be there. Um, yeah. 
Uh, no. Yeah. Now, I will say I also have 50 months now until I can retire. I've officially started a countdown to where I can quit my nine to five. Oh, awesome. 50 months. That's really good. Yeah. What are you going to do with yeah, all that time I on your say, hands? Um, oh, I, I, A, we'll find out, number one. Uh, I really would try, like to try to do uh, pod nuts as a full-time kind of thing. Uh, I will say about the absenteeism, um, you know, things happen, life happens. Uh, the last thing I wanted to do was announce a show and say we're taking a hiatus because the most difficult thing to do is to come back from a hiatus mm. because you realize, oh, wait, I got all this time. I can do all this housework. I can do all this cooking. I can sit with the wife and watch this ridiculous murder, death, rape series that she loves kind of thing. Um, instead of actually sitting down and to me, this is fit. This is like therapy. This is like the best mental therapy I've ever had in my life to just sit down, talk with people about interesting things and just have fun. Um, so we will not uh, quit a show or put a show on a hiatus anytime soon. I, and with that stated, I do plan on doing more Linux for the rest of us here soon, but that format has to completely change. So I'm going to beg people for input uh, and mini PC show. Um, I keep pinging other people to do the show and I'm not getting a lot of uh, feedback to do it. So I have to figure out what, what I'm doing with that one as well. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of jobs, uh, my wife has just taken up a new job. She's got a secondment uh, down in Wellington, and uh, which is about 100 kilometers south of here, but uh, working for a large government organization. And that um, is only two days a week in the office, and um, then another two days she does from home. And then one day a week uh, she goes back to her previous job, so they're calling it a secondment. And she, um, so she's uh, just started that last week, and it's... Um, it's been mixed the, uh, because of all the weather we've been having. We had some really bad storms. Uh, all the train services were, were uh, blown out and she had trouble getting into work. And she was discovering the life of a, um, rediscovering the life of a commuter once more. So um, we're all just kind of uh, in a state of transition at the moment, really. Um, the other thing that happened is we all got COVID. Um, so that uh, was a lot of fun. I ended up uh, quite ill. She, my wife ended up quite ill and she's had the three three shots i've only had two uh, but uh, she seemed to be much worse off than me i don't know why but there we go um and uh yeah so that was it was all uh, all a series of uh tragedies and and catastrophes that have stopped us getting around the microphones once more but we're here now yeah yeah and i will say um uh, almost i'll say this the android ecosystem i'm not going to say has dried up i'm not going to say has went uh, staled kind of thing, but I will say uh, the weird people are doing ingenuitive work, weird things are changing um, in the ecosystem has shifted, is what I'm going to say. Um, I think we are going to see a little bit more unique hardware here coming the next 12 to 14 months, where for the longest time it was just a black rectangle slab of glass was a, was everything. I, I, I'm not going to say, you know, foldables are the futures or whatever. I'm just saying things are a changing afoot um, slow and steady wins the race. Um, with that also said, some of these apps have gotten so polished. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and with that stated, so many apps have gotten just, um, lobotomized and sucked into operating system ecosystems that, you know, some tried and true apps we used to love are now almost pointless to have on new modern things. So, you know, it's like I said to, uh, who is going to be my nephew here, uh, next year after the marriage, said, look, there's only one constant in the universe, and that is change. 
And if you try to fight change, you're going to be miserable your entire life. So recognize change, go with change. And if you can, try to predict when change happens and try to find a way to take advantage of it. Absolutely, Dor, that's 100% correct. You can't you can't fight change. Yeah. It's going to happen. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I'll say, have you had any hardware adventures, number one? Yes. Well, I'm, as I mentioned, my, uh, my router blew up. Now, this is not an Android thing, but... Uh, I had to replace my router. It was a really good uh, old Asus router. It was um, it was perfect. It gave me great speeds and great coverage, and I was really happy with it. It lasted for about six years. And I bought it secondhand as well, so I, that was even better. It cost me about 100 bucks. Then um, this, then it blew up just as I was about to head out the door, and, and everything died, and so I had to wait another three. I ordered a, a new mesh system. It's a D-Link mesh system. And I have to say I'm pretty impressed so far. The... the number of devices that can connect to it at the same time uh the speeds i'm getting the coverage throughout the uh the property because they're quite a large property i can go out to my back lawn and and um and still get uh, wi-fi coverage on my cell phone it seems to be uh to be working with. it was a, a bit of a bugger to set up to, to, to start with um it was uh difficult to get the third um the third because i've got a three pack we've got the router the repeater and then and two repeaters so getting the third repeater set up was a real a real pain. It wouldn't work. Uh, I had to spend had to call uh, the uh, the helpline about twice. But the first time was because I got my password wrong for the ISP credentials. So that was that was a bit of an own goal, a user error, <laughs> user stupidity. But uh, no, it's working well. Right, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am a fan of the mesh stuff. And I will say, um, I literally spoke to two actual like legitimate scientist level people. Um. They both said unequivocally, get rid of your microwave, get a new microwave. Um, somewhere in your microwave, there's basically a leak because the microwave spectrum is 2.4 her, uh, gigahertz yeah. and your all your Wi-Fi stuff is always 2.4. Now, with your new setup, you should also be doing a dual band setup with 2.45. But either way, somewhere in your microwave, there's like a physical flaw, like the door got oh, wow. okay. just a little bent so or something. Leaking. So there is literally a physical leak in your microwave that's causing it when your microwave goes on your wi-fi your old wi-fi would just drop out yeah it still does so obviously it's a problem with the microwave yeah. all right well cheers me yeah. right for buying that second hand as well because i got that for about 70 bucks second hand <laughs> well and 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 like what the one guy said you, you know you can just simply prove it by most of the time just taking the microwave turning it around 180 degrees turning it on and your wi-fi won't go out Okay, I'll test it. Because yeah. like, there's only typically like one place where there's a bend or a uh, break where the uh, microwave air quote radiation is getting out. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, okay, that's good to know. Uh, you heard it here for first, folks. If your Wi-Fi is causing problems with you, if your microwave is causing problems with your Wi-Fi, you need a new microwave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, and I remember you know some people having issues, some people not, some people having issues, and I'm like, I got my, you know, I have this under the stove microwave we've never had an issue with it at all and i'm like i don't understand why we don't have an issue mm. and like other people here have an issue so i, I literally got in charge with a uh, college professor when we went on the college tours you know we got to meet people uh two of them were um um science professors and i said look i know this is an electromagnetic spectrum thing tell me what's going on and they both said basically the exact same thing oh, wow okay well good to know yeah awesome um yeah so, what about news? You got any news? Or have you got any and any, um, any hardware? Well, also, 
Uh, well, I'll first say around the hardware thing, my mesh network is a Linksys VLOP. I got it refurbished off of Amazon, $150 for three nodes. Um, I don't go on it because to me, it's like the, the dirty end of the pool <laughs> where all of the kids are and the wife's Windows laptop. So I just let them do what they want on it. Um, I never have an issue with it. I love the fact that on the app, it tells me if a node goes offline. So it's easy to reset the node and get it back up. Um, I have a feeling we're going to keep this network for them for years and years and years. It runs great. Um, my only Android, Android, true Android hardware related thing is I still have the OnePlus One Nord N, I believe it's N100. Um, I've literally gotten to the point to where I've taken this phone and I've thrown it on the ground as hard as I possibly can. Um, it still works. Um, every now and then I get into my phone, uh, get into my car, I plug it up and sometimes it takes three minutes to get Android auto screen to start to populate. Um, sometimes after that happens, I hit the microphone button and I cannot get it to recognize a voice command for sometimes up to five minutes after that. Um, so there's some real like misconfiguration going on in the base of this phone, uh, which is really, and I'm, I'm literally going to just try to use this phone as long as I possibly can, because I don't know if you, I don't know if you, I don't know, if I, I don't know when the last time I've said this, but I'll say this. When do you think is the perfect time to buy the phone, Ivor? Buy a new phone? Yeah. When's the perfect time? Uh, before Christmas. Well, then in like a month from now, because there's always a better phone. So the longer you can hold off getting a phone, you're going to be, you should be more satisfied with your next phone. Yeah. Kind of. Well, my logic um, is that when the new phones so start coming out, when, when the new phones start coming out for Christmas around about October, November, they start discounting all the previous, all the previous year's models. Oh, well, I mean, be, Basically, because of Samsung and because of Apple, every other manufacturer tries to spread out their their things in, in different times. Because some some phones come out in March uh, with a mobile tech conference. It is a mobile world conference. Mm. Some of the phones try to come out like the Google Pixel right around Google I/O. They always try. You know, so quite literally, every two to three months, there is a legitimate phone coming out. Um, so I'm just literally holding off as long as I possibly can. I'm not going to say for a flip phone, but I will say. Mm. My current carrier, T-Mobile, I do believe I can go in and get a Samsung Z Fold, which I believe is the Razor-style folding phone, in air quote, for free, um, which I know it's not free. I want to say it's like 30 bucks a month. So I don't want to do that. So just holding on. Okay. Um, now, I will say in hardware news, the one piece of news that everybody keeps bringing up, keep re regurgitating, is how we are going to get this Google Pixel foldable device. Um, to which I'll say, I mean, isn't it obvious? Isn't that like saying, you know, sooner or later, this sports team is going to win the, the, um, championship sooner or later, you're going to be right. Exactly. Yeah. The only question, yeah. The, the only question is how long, um, I will say I will be extremely interested in that Google pixel foldable device when it comes out, um, partially because we now have, uh, Samsung, um, Motorola, um, there's at least, uh, two, I want to say Huawei and, um, show me have photos for now years some of them have like four generations deep now in their stuff so i do believe by the time we see them on our normal store shelves and we go into our carrier i think they're going to be really um pristine really well built and really should be able to take you know hundred thousand folds kind of thing to where they do last um the question is will they be competitively priced 
by that time and because that's a real question when are they going to be competitively priced with normal phones that's when we're going to see some actual action on those devices and i'm afraid that's not going to be till probably to be honest like 2025 2027 yep probably just my yep. guess i think we've talked about this before as well that um it's going to be a good couple of years before we start seeing uh the cheaper foldables and i think motorola are leading the way in that they've they've got um a good foldable phone that's a lot cheaper than the Samsung one. Samsung sorting out all the technical details. Mm -hmm. Motorola is just producing the hardware based on on, on what uh, Samsung's already done. So it's interesting to see the developments in that that space and the more more providers coming out with it. I'd forgotten about the um, the American propensity to to pay for their phones on their on their plans. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of a cash buyer. So. Um, I'm I'm looking more at uh, the sub five hundred dollar mark for any new phone. I had to buy my um my daughter a new phone. Actually, had to had to get her a an Oppo for a birthday. I tried to get her a Vivo because I got a Vivo and I'm very impressed with it. But um they're all they they weren't any available, so I had to buy her an Oppo. She's very happy with that. Just a four gigabyte RAM it cost three hundred bucks. Uh, then I had to buy my other daughter another phone. I had to get her. A, there were no Oppos or Vivos available anywhere in the. The best one I could find was a Samsung. I saw I bought in a Samsung A13, and she's also very happy with that. Um, so yeah, two new two new phones in the house, and they're both um, very durable, very rugged, and, and working well and cheap. Very cool. And I think foldables will well, get there. Affordable. Yeah, affordable. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to spend a huge amount of money on your on your kids' phones because they they give them a hiding, and um, they really beat them up. So. Yeah, I'm just a, like a stickler. My one buddy, um, whenever I use the word cheap, he like tries to like insinuate so you mean it's like not worth it i'm like no 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 no. it's, it's affordable he said well then say it's affordable right right kind of thing so and it, um, it, it's like rubbing off on me now um there is another like weird piece of news that's what i throw out there and it's more open source related um for years many years a lot of people who knew about security who knew about how apps work and ecosystems work they would like to use an app called um canine mail um, and I will say it looks like um, uh, Thunderbird, basically Mozilla, will be picking up the reins to try to fix all of the issues that we have in Canine Mail. The long and the short of it is um, the original developer for it basically could not keep up with all of the things going on in security and application development. So the code got older and the code code got staled. Um, uh, we people started to, uh, finding exploits in some of the code and saying, look, it isn't safe because it does this. It isn't safe because it does that. Um, so it looks like now moving forward, this open source email client will be uh, managed, maintained, updated by Mozilla. To me, the real reason I want this is because I want a Thunderbird type email system on my phone. Um, I use Thunderbird on my desktop all the time. The main reason I do is because I literally sometimes have to bounce between like eight or 10 different email accounts and to try to do that in a web GUI is kind of a pain in the butt. And I don't want to get all my mail forwarded to one account because if I do, that just means if one account gets hacked, game over, man, I'm done. Absolutely. Yep. I'm, I'm using, I'm a Thunderbird user as well. Have been for a while. I was using uh, Outlook for a while uh, while I got um, Microsoft Office for free. I don't like um, web interfaces for, um, for email. I prefer the, the local clients. Um, but yeah, Thunderbird is is every bit as good as Outlook ever was, uh, and perhaps even better. And it's um, it's getting you know new features all the time. So very happy with it. Speaking of open source, I got my own little 
piece of open source. Yeah, and, and yeah, um, I'm definitely a fan of that. Um, another piece of uh thing I just wanted to bring up super quick is um we I think have been talking about uh, Google's fuchsia a little bit more than maybe some other people have. Um, and the main reason I try to talk about it is because I firmly, honestly believe. Google made Android based off the Linux kernel because it was there, because somebody else was taking care of it. Somebody else was maintaining it. It was less work for them, easier for them to do. Um, but now, you know, they got their big boy britches on. They have a team of, I'm sure, hundreds of people, 300 plus people working on Android related stuff. So then why not take get rid of Android and use their own uh, uh, kernel code to take care of everything? And it does look like Google's Fuchsia OS is taking over an, another, in air quote, smart di- di- smart di- display um, to where um, they're uh, putting it on the uh, Google uh, Nest Hub and the original Nest Hub. So, you know, they keep marching these things forward. And the real kicker is when they upgrade these OSs on these devices, the end users apparently cannot even tell. And to me, that is the absolute number one best compliment. You can say when you're doing such a critical core upgrade to a piece of hardware is that, that the users don't even notice the upgrade happen. Yeah, I, I haven't had a look at too much at uh, Fuchsia. Uh, I remember Huawei was looking at its own OS to get away from uh, Android, but that sort of died a death. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued at, uh, at what Fuchsia can do. It's still based on the Android kernel, though, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. Nope. No, well, no Linux in it whatsoever. It's all Fuchsia kernel and then the Android ecosystem laying on top of it. Think of it as the applications are exactly the same on Fuchsia or on on the old Linux Android kernel. It's just now, you know, uh, the apps are now working on a different backbone kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, I, and I've looked at the smart displays, you know, it's like the best way I can put it is, extremely unnecessarily luxury device. Uh, there's absolutely nothing, nothing you can do on these devices that you basically can't do on a $40 tablet. And these are not $40 devices kind of thing. Um, okay, Schmoogle, what's my day like? Okay, Schmoogle, tell me a joke. Okay, Schmoogle, call this person. Okay, Schmoogle, you know, all these things. The one thing you can't do still on any of these devices are say, make a calendar appointment, which is kind of, you know, dumb. It's kind of like Android TV. There's so many things you can't do on it. It's dumb. Um, (laughs) But people are, but you know, people are still buying them. So they're going to keep producing them is what I'll say. Yeah. Well, I certainly have to keep an eye on it. And I'll probably be a while before we get anything like that over here. Right. Um, Well, um, there was like only one last piece of like Android hardware. I just wanted to bring up super quick. Um, And this was um, Logitech. Um, And I'm bringing it up because it's Logitech. Logitech, in my humble opinion, when they decide to make hardware, they make decent hardware. I'm not going to say they make great hardware or perfect hardware, but most Logitech pieces of hardware I've touched with my own hands, I really am a fan of it. Um, and with this thing, I'll say to a degree. Uh, unfortunately, this is going to be minimum people are expecting $180. Uh, maximum they're expecting this is going to be up to $270 USD. And it's basically a Nintendo Switch Lite form factor, maybe a touch more comfortable in the hands looking, but it's running a Android-based operating system that is heavily focused on cloud gaming, Xbox Cloud and uh, Steam Cloud and, you know, all these other uh, cloud-based systems 
uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I am a sucker for um, Logitech, but I personally think this is going to die a horrible, miserable death, and people are not going to buy it. And the ones you do are going to be like, "This is a mistake. Can I return it?" Now, would that be the fault of the hardware or the software that you can use on it? What would be the the reason for that? Um. Well, I'm going to say a combination. Um. What I'll say is my belief is um. Especially like my, the example I use is whenever you do old school classic video game emulation, the computer itself doesn't matter. The screen kind of doesn't matter. The software has been tuned for a decade. It's all about the physical input controls interacting with the games. Most Android games do not have built in joypad gamepad support. With that stated, there are plenty of systems you can put on these devices that will overlay virtual controls on top of the screen. Great, fine. Not all games work like that. There are games where quite literally you have to swipe like from the top of the screen to the bottom to do something. There's nothing you can do on those overlay interfaces to do those kind of gesture controls. Um, so, you know, unless you already are a really invested in the Android ecosystem in gaming, or you really do believe that your internet is perfect and your cloud gaming is going to be great and you don't want to do it on a big screen TV, which I don't understand, this might work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what if you're in a car, your kids but, you are know, in a car trip or something? Could give them that. Well, they're focusing on streaming games, so you better have one heck of a hot spot oh, in your okay. car. Yes, yes, that's... If you're going to do that. So, do you remember um, the, the PlayStation Portable? Um, I don't. I don't think they make that anymore. No, they don't. But it, it, exactly, that's my point. No. It died because nobody yeah. could use it. <laughs> the software was too expensive, and yeah. you know it just became too hard. Uh, so I think this might be a yeah. And it's like case. no, nobody seems to be able to compete with with Nintendo when it comes to handheld games. Yeah, the Nintendo. I don't Switch know what it's going to take for someone to word. really compete yeah. now. The, now, the the Steam Deck is doing good, but I believe that's doing good just because fanboys want it. But I don't think there's, there's enough fanboys make it competitive with a real system. I think the, the Steam connection is a compelling uh, factor in that as well. You can uh-huh. store all your, Absolutely. your games on Steam. Play them any way you want. Absolutely. And if you already have, you know, 800 games in your Steam library, you buy the device, you have up to 800 games available when you first yep. turn it on. You don't have to reinstall them all or anything like that. It's, um, yeah, that's that's a good way to yeah. do it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you have any news type things you thought were interesting? Well, a bit of, bit of uh, personal technology news, I suppose you could put it. As you mentioned Android TV a little while ago, um, and I uh, have been struggling with my Android TV, uh, mainly because I spend a lot of time watching YouTube on it, and I prefer to watch things on on the television and not on my on my tablet or my phone um that's just personal preference so i got a little bit tired of continually having to be interrupted with ads uh two ads at the beginning of the show one ad halfway through another two ads at the end of it and then you know ads popping up all over the place um i just got a bit tired of it and 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 you um mentioned that you know you should get a youtube premium subscription um but i don't know there's certainly no reflection on you door but I really don't like the idea of having to pay not to see ads. It's to me, it seems like a, and I'm being hyperbolic here, a bit of extortion. You're being extorted basically to, to um, pay money 
for a protection against for protection against something which you find really intrusive and really annoying. Um, so I started looking around for some options on. Um, yeah, so I got sick of um, sick of watching ads on YouTube and sick of uh, and not really wanting to pay money for a premium subscription. It's different if you're paying for Netflix or something because that you're paying for um, you're paying not you're paying for the the content that's on there. You're not paying for to not see the ads that come with it. YouTube is a platform that comes naturally with ads, and I understand that monetization model. That's fine. So um, I went straight to uh, Newpipe which we've raised in this in the show before and decided to basically stop using YouTube and go straight to Newpipe. But uh, that was that was uh, a bit of a uh, hassle because basically there's no Chromecast option on Newpipe. You can't um, cast from from natively from the app. You have to mirror your screen. If your device isn't it hasn't got that great a processor, then you know you end up with stuttery and it's jittery and depending on your connection, the speed of your bandwidth, um, you end up with all sorts of issues. But I did find a um, a really good option which uh, on F-Droid called um, SkyTube, which does allow, um, which does allow, I'll just put the link in, in the chat here, it does allow native Chromecasting. So it uses the, um, so it uses the new pipe uh, API and it will allow you to download and Chromecast, or just uh, just uh, Chromecast from from streaming straight away. Um, so, I have been using that uh, SkyTube app for a couple of days now, and very impressed, I have to say. A little bit janky at some places, but you expect that. Um, but so far, it's been really, really good, and uh, solved all my YouTube issues. I can now watch all my favorite YouTube programs without um, without having to. Uh, to watch some ads and I don't have to pay to not watch them. Right. Well, I mean, the only thing I'll say is, is in, and it's the obvious thing. The clock is ticking. Oh yeah. It, it, it will cause, cause you're not paying these, these, these people either. Are you? No, no, absolutely not. Then, then it's going to break. And it's just a question of when, you know, three weeks, three months, three years. We don't know. Um, because YouTube is like an amorphous, never ending, never change. It's always changing back end. For stuff um and will this also skip the um inline sponsorship things because yes. to me personally that i think they're worse yeah they are worse um no that does have an option to skip the in in view um sponsorship messages uh it doesn't seem to work for anything that i've got though, any sponsorship messages that come up for me so i don't know if that's a location-based issue or not but um doesn't seem to work for me well, I'll say the two things I think that have to happen for the sponsorship blocking things to happen is one, the channel has to have enough viewers because with typically with the sponsorship things is uh, when people on desktops are using the same database, they have the option to mark something as a sponsorship. Here's the beginning. Here's the end. So you, it has to be contributed. It isn't just automatically generated of uh, two. If the video literally just came out mm -hmm. or the video is live, it's never going to block. No, of course not. No. You know yeah. what I mean? You're gonna have to wait some sometime for a a, a hundred or three thousand people to watch the video before it will become available. Um, I have sat here on my desktop computer doing stuff, and then I refresh my YouTube sub um subscriptions, and a video came out eight seconds ago, and I start to play it, and then I and then I realize I'm the guy that has to mark here's the sponsorship beginning and ending. Oh wow! Because okay. the video is so fresh. Right, right. Well, one thing I also found myself doing with the old YouTube on Android TV was. I spend I was spending more time telling YouTube what I didn't want to watch 
than I was watching stuff that I did want to watch. So every, I was kind of a slave to its recommendation engine. It was coming up with all these recommendations, but they were terrible recommendations. Um, and, you know, I spent all the time by clearing my recommendation queue of crap that I didn't really want to watch. So I really just got tired of that and decided it would be I'd be better off without the YouTube front end at all. And just purely by uh, by accident, I came across this um, SkyTube. And I'm not sure how they monetize, but it uses the same model as Newpipe, and they've been around for a while. So um, hopefully it'll continue. Right. And I save a few bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's one of, this, that's one of those things, you know, only like time will tell. Yeah. Um, I'm going to also bring one from F-Droid. Um, and honestly, I hate to say it like this. I know somebody else showed me this app. Can't remember who it was. <laughs> Can't remember who it was at all. Um, but the name of the app is super retro mega wars oh yeah which is absolutely a mouthful you know i mean um um what the best way to describe this is this is a best best app i've seen so far that that gives you the ability to basically couch compete and what i mean by that is you can be at a house you can have two people or you can have five people and you all basically are on the same wi-fi network and then you can basically say you're doing a um you know a uh, competitive multiplayer all the players will show up and then basically you see who can play better at retro games. Uh, the retro games are basically uh, remakes of um, Missile Command. Let me see if I can. Why won't it let me see that? Uh, wow, that's like incredibly hard to see. So I'm going to go over to Google Play and say. Have you seen the new, the new uh, format of the Play Store? Oh my, uh, in some, honestly, on the. Android devices, I hate it. I think it's really difficult to see. It's really difficult to work around. On desktop, I think it works really well. Um, okay, it is... The games are basically Asteroids, Mystical Command, Snake, Space Invaders, Tempest, I believe, is the name of the game, uh, and then a Tetris-like clone. Um, and then you basically see who can do better in a game. Or you can, you can have a single match where <clears throat> you can play Snake. I'm going to play Tetris, so let's see who gets the higher score. Or... You can say, I'm going to play Tetris. You beat my score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I saw this one ages ago as well. It was, um, it's great. It's uh, going back to the old arcade games, isn't it? They're becoming more and more popular. Yeah, and they do have uh, multiple uh, input control styles. <clears throat> so you can change them around, pick which one you, you like better. I do believe there actually was a way to do, uh, in air quote, wide area network plates where you could just say, I want to meet with a random person on the internet, air quote, and play them. Oh, cool. Does it have Defender? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say, uh, color me a fan of this app. The real reason I like this app is it's very easy to start, very easy to play. Three minutes later, you can stop playing, and you're and you're not like, just one more time, just one more time, just one more time, just one more time. <laughs> yeah. Is it in black and white? They're all the games in black and white? Uh, I want to say in Space Invaders, I did see some color, or I think it's, you know, it's one of those options. There's uh, One of the options was to basically do, do you remember, the original video games, they had basically fake yeah, yeah. painted yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, they had um, colored strips across the screen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm 99% sure that was an option with Missile Command and uh, Space Faders, I thought. Or it could all be a dream. <laughs> could all be a dream. <laughs> but I swore that was it. So I was a fan of this. Um, I love this classic old school format, even if they're in air quote, you know, taking over intellectual property that they clearly don't mm. own. And the reason they clearly don't know is I'm sure even if they ask, all the owners would be like, what? <laughs> Do you, 
<laughs> and then what? and then say something like give, give me five five million dollars or something stupid yeah yep. <laughs> oh well speaking of um uh, intellectual property that uh, they clearly don't own um back on the 5th of may a little little while after our last uh episode uh i found an article which uh told us that it was actually wolfenstein's 30th anniversary wolfenstein the original wolfenstein 3d he emerged um on the, you know back in may 30 years ago and i can't believe it's been 30 years since i first played that game um i remember playing having to borrow a laptop from my work uh, which was um not an easy thing to do <laughs> to borrow a laptop from my work and um i used to play this game i used to load it from a floppy disk onto a laptop black and white laptop and uh play this on the on the train ride home <laughs> it was a lot of fun but um this game was um the the app that i've just put in the chat there is is a bit dodgy what it does is is it doesn't give you uh the option to install the games directly from the play store uh, this is an emulator for Wolfenstein 3D. It takes you to a website where you can download the APK file and install that on your phone. So it doesn't install directly from the Play Store. Um, but it is uh, an exact replica of the actual original game. So, um, it, But it has screen controls, and um, I think you can use a controller. I'm not too sure. And it's very difficult to use on with the screen controls. So if you can get a, a, another controller like a something to use with your phone that would be even better but it was good to uh, to see how how well it could uh, could run on an android phone oh yeah i'm sure it runs good i mean you know what <laughs> you know 30 years ago well the only thing i know then for sure is leonardo dicaprio would want nothing to do with this game because <laughs> it's over 25 really years old fun, just yeah. saying uh, 25 um, a bit too old for him uh, he's never dated anybody over the age of 25, and when he's dating somebody and they turn 26, he drops them. Always. Gotcha. So, yeah, this has over 10,000 downloads. I will say, um, you say sketchy. It is. I say, I say what could possibly go wrong <laughs> loading an app that you click and then it stalls in another APK. <laughs> um, you know, so this might be a good use case for an app like Island where you put it on like a separate work profile. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, um, install at your own risk, but I've had it on mine for a while and I haven't seemed to have had any problems. That's uh, okay. Um, I, I would say um, these are the kind of classic games that, and quite literally, 2022, they can't do. They can't make this game today. No. Uh, kind of thing because it's not politically correct, period, which just means I'm a fan. Well, you can't go and shoot Nazis? I thought that was okay these days. <laughs> well, you know, um, I'll just say they don't want you to shoot anybody. I mean, after um, the actor uh, shot the um, camera person, uh, all of basically Hollywood uh, wants to take a pledge that they're going to have less guns in movies all around, less uh, uh, gun violence in movies because it's perpetuating. I don't know. Yeah, it was Alec Baldwin, but, wasn't you know, it? Alec yeah. Baldwin, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, and I'll say it like this. No matter what, I cannot... Um, even begin to understand what he's going through. Uh, so I'm not going to make fun of him for that um, because there's no way he was mentally prepared for anything that happened that day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't really follow that. And the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing, I completely ignored it. Well, you should have because she's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> she basically Joe Biden did. We're like everything she said on the stand was uh, like she was like repeating 
lines from movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole life is a facade, an act. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, the one thing I loved when um, she said that he had this huge, huge jar of cocaine. And he just started chuckling and he turned to his guy and said, it's a jar of dirt. And then they show, and then the meme people cut to a clip from him on Pirates of the Caribbean holding a big jar of dirt running. And he was like, that's the jar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm going to do another free open source style app uh, because these are kind of apps that when they first came out, let's just say they weren't super polished. Um, they definitely needed some room to grow kind of thing. And I will say it is much better now than before. And it is called Tux Paint. And it's from Automation Systems. Uh, I believe if I click here, yeah, I can see multi-platform, simple interface, entertaining interface. So oh, not only simple, but entertaining. Um, drawing tools, commands, translations. Uh, this has version 0 0.9.2.28.8, um, uh, updated July 7th, 2022. So it is continuously getting updated. I will say um, one of the signs of a good app is either one, the developer made it perfect and didn't need to update it ever again. They're few and far between. Or two, the app continuously gets update because hardware changes, screen size changes, screen resolution changes. So they got to keep things updating. Uh, this needs Android 5 and up, uh, 50,000 plus downloads, content rating E for everyone, permissions. Uh, not much photo, media files, storage, pair with Bluetooth devices. Um, I'll say simple, simple needs. Uh, originally released on, that's a new thing I think we did not see before. Okay. July 4th, 2022. There's no way that's right. This was on, maybe from a different developer because it is free and open source. But I know this was on Android at least 2014. Okay. So maybe it was a different developer, which is fine. That's what happens with free and open stuff. So yeah, uh, to me, this is the perfect app, A, if you just want to doodle, number one. If you just want to doodle around, uh, killing some time, this is a perfectly safe app to install and to do it with. Uh, in reality, this is a perfect app for like a three to a six-year-old on a big tablet that you don't mind, you know, get being dropped uh, and just give it to them and just let them draw away. And, you know, just, and they'll be sitting there because it, it's actually physically interactive. It isn't just, you know, they're reading like a comic or something. Oh, yeah, there's lots of um, these yeah. paint apps around, drawing apps. Yeah. I always found them pretty difficult to use to actually produce anything that was meaningful. Well, is it, A, to be an artist is not easy. If it was, everybody would be one. Got to cut um, my ear off. It, <laughs> there, well, yeah. There's a lot of trial and error, in my experience, in drawing in general, because you have to keep drawing to see what doesn't work before you can start to say, this is how I pictured it in my head kind of thing um i will say the plus to this app is it is the exact same i believe interface that i remember seeing on desktops as well so quite literally if you wanted to you could also get like a um um a um what we call a drawing pad hook it up to a computer and use the same application um yep yep yeah it certainly saves on paper oh yeah true i kids used to do a ton of drawing all the time and we would yeah um, Heaps of paper. Now, this is this is going to sound weird, but there's a new kind of erasable paper out. Wait for it, please, please. I know it sounds stupid. Uh, there's this new type of erasable paper that was, in air quote, invented, where you can print on this paper, you can erase the ink on the paper up to 30 times, 
And supposedly, every time you erase it, you can't tell there's any ink on it, and then you can pre-print back on it again. Um, that, to me, is the kind of interesting thing that I really need in an office, because 90% of the piece of papers I see are like, huh, interesting, not trash or recycled. You know what I mean? Because it, I don't care. It'd be, I would love it if I could say, uh, not interesting, put it in the internal recycle bin where we're going to actually erase the paper and reuse it. You remember the Lenovo Sorry. yoga book? Remember the yoga book? The, with oh, yeah, the yeah, keyboard yeah, yeah. that was a light thing, you know, there the weren't actual buttons, there were lights. But um, that, yeah. had a, that, that was a drawing sensitive, the, tab, the keyboard was a drawing sensitive surface. So you could get um, a, sp a pad, any piece of paper, stick it on top of the keyboard and write on there and the, and it would transcribe into the drawing application on the on the yoga book and then you could then turn that into text into a document which i thought was genius i used it all the time when i was working and um that was right one of the cases where i actually used a had a serious use of a android device in the workplace it was it was great but and you know, they came out with another version later on the the yoga book, but then it just uh, died. No one bought it. It was it was pretty expensive, but uh, damn, it was good. I really I really missed that. Yeah, it, it was definitely a touch expensive for what it was. Uh, and the Android version, because they had two versions, they had the Windows version and the Android version. The Android version was fine. Mm. I say it wasn't great. The Windows version, because I, I did play with both. The Windows version was remarkably more responsive and just oh, wow. easier it? to okay. use. Um, the, what my son has is the Wacom tablet where it's just literally just a, a flat slab of plastic and you connect it and you can see the pen where it touches on the screen. Um, he had some fun with that is what I'll say. Uh, but I will say there is another one that you showed me where they're coming out with another full screen folding laptop oh, yeah. where the keyboard is not a keyboard. The keyboard is a screen. And in my experience, it's going to be really difficult for that thing to sell because 90% of the people who use a laptop want keys yeah. and a key. Well, it comes with a keyboard, according to the article. You stick it on top of the screen, but so oh. what's the point? <laughs> we just have the keyboard built in. Yeah, I didn't see that. I would say that it absolutely is useless. Mm -hmm. I mean. And expensive. Three and I mean, a half grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that kind of money. Just sitting around and give, give me a couple of them. I'll play Pretty with them. Pretty decent specs, though, I have to say. Had a decent amount of RAM, a good processor. You know, if you had that money to throw around, I want to try it, but not me. No, too rich for my blood. Well, I mean, part of me thinks even if I had the money, I'm not sure I would. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to have F off um, money. <laughs> <laughs> not going not gonna to argue with you there. <laughs> um, I got that. So now that uh, COVID is a thing of the past almost, you can... Um, use this app to go and visit a city. So this app is called Visit a City. And if you're planning on doing any travel, you might want to have a look at, I'm sure there are plenty of apps like this, but I had a look at it and I thought I was quite quite impressed with it. Um, this app will basically ask you where you're going and it will tell you um, where all the good stuff is in that particular city. And I think it's uh, there's some element of crowdsourcing with it as well. So we got up to version 4.0.79, last updated on the 26th of August, which is pretty good. Uh, 1 million plus downloads uh, requires Android 5 and up uh, rated uh, 3 plus and first released on the 23rd of April 2015 so it's been going for a while um, sorry you, you want to go somewhere? short break okay <laughs> all yeah. right so we're visiting a city um, 
what I what I did with this was um, just put in a couple of cities that like uh, where where Dor lives, Baltimore, and uh, another one, uh, Vancouver uh, Island, where uh, where Josh lives, and uh, just uh, had a look around and see what uh, what was on offer in those cities, and it has options for travel, uh, accommodation, visiting local sites, all that sort of thing. Um, and I was really impressed with um, with the kind of uh, you know, it had lots of pictures and it had uh, feedback from other people who left opinions and uh, reviews about certain places. It gives you tips on restaurants. So theoretically, you can you can plan a whole um, plan a whole uh, trip uh, and itinerary using this this particular app. Now, I haven't had a chance to actually use it in anger because I don't travel anywhere, uh, and especially difficult to travel anywhere from New Zealand. But um, there are there's certain lots of places that highlights in in uh, in Australia. And uh, and America and uh, around Europe. So if you're planning on on making a trip sometime, then uh, you might want to check this out. There you go. I managed to successfully talk for a whole minute. <laughs> right. Um, I will say I would have liked to have this app in my pocket today. Um, long story short, I'm really happy that the White House doesn't do like really good background checks on people. Just saying, uh, because if they did. Then when I walked in the door, uh, they would have known that uh, Joe Biden's, I believe it is, great, 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 great grandmother is buried in my family graveyard. Oh, wow. um, and I say family graveyard and I don't and I always forget. <laughs> Do you have a family graveyard? No, no, we don't. <laughs> okay. Do you know anybody that has a family no. graveyard? Yeah, that's the thing. When I was a kid, I thought it was perfectly normal. <laughs> we would go picnics in the family graveyard. Um, Western Maryland, where there's hills. Lots of wildlife. Um, there's a Rocky Gap State Park, huge state park, beautiful state park. Across the highway, off Breakneck Road, there's a little plot of land, literally maybe like 100 feet by 200 feet. And that's the family graveyard. And in the corner of the family graveyard, there's, I believe, six Robinettes. Um, Joseph Biden's middle name is Robinette. Ah. That's where he got That's where he got the name Robinette from. Um, and then they would have known that he is like my, I want to say sixth cousin. Oh, wow. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm really happy they don't do the, their due diligence. They didn't know that because I just, we did the white house, uh, self-guided walking tour and it's the actual white house itself. It is remarkable how tiny that thing is. Yep. Um, and it's obviously in that old world classic style where every room is small. Nearly every room has a fireplace and nearly every room has at least two, if not four doors. Okay. Just because that's how old houses were. Uh, did, I don't know if you ever watched Django Unchained. Yes, yes that's a great film. Well, if you notice when they were in the house of Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Di, uh, every room had at least three or four doors. That's just how like the old houses were. Um, so we went there and if I had this app, I would have known better where to go eat lunch. I'll just say. We went to the Smithsonian Natural Museum with dinosaurs and stuff, and we went to the like cafe in there, and it was literally like licking the floor. The food was like quite bad. Oh, really? Just quite wow. bad. But I should have known because I'm sitting there. We're in it, and I don't see any employees eating here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they know better. Um, so if I had this app, at least I could at least look around and see if there was something better out there. Which I'm. Which there's DC. My uh, oldest son said. You know what I recognized about uh, Washington, D.C.? It seems like it's a tourist trap. Oh, really? I said, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said, you know, when it was built, no one was really intended to live here except the president because it was a dirty swamp with nothing in it. 
How long there did you go. spend there? That, uh, the walking tour itself was only like 40 minutes because it, it, cause that's how small the White House is right. kind of thing. So basically just, you know, self-guided tour, looked at pictures, looked at pictures, looked at painting, looked at painting, looked at uh, a, a chair more expensive than my car, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, look at a chandelier more expensive than my house. Yeah, great. Yeah, great yeah. <laughs> uh, and I said, here, I guarantee you, is where they do press conferences because I can see the flags being right there. This room is empty. Here's where they have all the press people down. And right there is where they could do press conferences. And then the other half of the tour, we found out that's where they do. do that's where they actually do press conferences. Okay. Um, so, so that's a, so it was just interesting. Would have, been, would have been handy for you then. At least would have gave me a better idea if there was some place really close to get normal food, good food. And, and, the, other, and the other thing was my other, my son, like as soon as he got there, said, well, I'm hungry. Can we, can we get something from this like food cart? And we got a burger from a food cart. And then he's like, oh, God, the, bur- the bun's so dry, I can't eat it. I said, dude, complaining about, you know, um, 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 food truck, these kind of food truck food is like walking up to a toilet for a drink and complaining that it isn't Coca-Cola. <laughs> you get exactly what you expect when you get, get food here, dude. There's no problems, eh? Hey, literally. And, and I thought for a second, what kind of little whiny complainer did I raise? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I can't say that because I love the kid and I know the kid's smart and you know all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, the next app I'm going to bring. You were talking about streaming earlier, and for and not streaming normal stuff, but streaming YouTube. Yeah. Um, this was an app I just stumbled across on Reddit, um, and it's called Scroll Watch Movie and TV Guide. And I looked at it and I thought this is an app I could really see my wife liking. And I looked at the app, downloaded it, played with it for like five minutes, and then I realized. It can do searches. It can give you sug, um, sug gestions based off of content. But then I realized this thing doesn't tell you what streaming service it's on. That's kind of useless. We need to know, is this on, you know, the, the Apple Plus? Cause, you know, I don't have an Apple device. Um, or what? And I literally just pinged the guy and he says, that's in a future update. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks for getting back with me. Eight hours later, it was in the app. Oh, wow. I'm thinking, well, that's not responsive, is it? Um, so I uh, you know, had installed it for at least a little bit longer, and I did play with it for a little bit more. And I will say I do suggest this to people who like movie and TV-style content, especially if they like content on streaming services versus just normal, in air quote, television. Uh, again, it's called Sh- Scroll Watch Streaming Guide from Decos- Deco Soft Apps. Uh, it, it does have in-app purchases, which I'm not completely sure with what it is. Um and I don't see an app info button on this one. Do I? No, I don't. Hmm. That's that's weird. That's me thing. Yeah, well, yeah. you seen this around, I think, oh, the other day on, uh, on the Voxer chat, and I had a look at it. It was a while ago. And, yeah. Uh, it was pretty good, yeah, yeah except it, I it is, couldn't find out who was, where it was, where you could watch things. Right. Like you said. Yeah. Um, it's version 15.0.3, updated August 23rd, 2022, so well, a week ago. Uh, you need 4.4 Android and up, which is a really low bar to go to. A uh, thousand plus installs. Um, the in-app purchases says 299.49 USD. Again, I don't know. Uh, e for everyone. Uh, the details. All it needs is full network access, which I like. Uh, if you notice, open source apps and like the apps that I try to suggest seem like they mostly use little permissions. Uh, once in a while, one slips through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a fan of this app for its simplicity. Um, I'll see if I can get the wife's uh, spousal approval on it though. Yeah. Um, I ended up uninstalling it because I found um, just watch was 
a bit of a better option for me. But yeah, other people aren't. Oh, oh, trust me. I like I love Just Watch when I'm trying to find something like, for instance, I'm looking for a movie called None of That, spelled N-U-N of That. Uh, was released in 2009. Basically, think Austin Powers, except they're nuns. Um, and it's gratuitous with lots of cussing and lots of violence. Oh, sounds right up my alley. Well, the, well, good <laughs> news. If you have a Plex account, it's completely free to watch. Oh, okay. What was it called again? And I got that from uh, n- none of that. N-U-N of that. Another one you mentioned was that uh, new Mike Myers one. That series he's done. Oh, Pentaveret. Pentaveret, yeah. Pentaveret. They, um, they got panned, didn't it? I'll, I'll, I'll just give a quick thing about Pentaveret. Uh, if you like Mike Myers for Shrek and you like Mike, Mike Myers for like cute things, this ain't for you. <laughs> um, this is incredibly more vulgar than I expected it to be. Um, obs- much more obscene than I expected it to be. Um, much more nudity than I expected it to be. Um, but incredibly like um smart comedy at times. Uh, interlaced with really dumb comedy. Not seeing a downside so far <laughs> from what you said. Oh yeah, no, 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 oh no, 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 no. When I finally convince people to watch it, everyone I've convinced comes back later and was like, "This is fantastic." I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. This is nothing like what you expected. I shall have to have a look at that as well. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I got one. This is an app I use every morning to check the news. Uh, it's, it's just a plain old RSS reader. It's called ReadU, and again, it's on F-Droid. Um, I don't know about you, Dor, but I I can't remember the last time I actually went on to the Play Store to get an app to find an app. Um, when I go into Play Store on my phone, all I get is ads for ads. I don't for apps I don't want. Well, well, I'll. I- I'll say the places I look at are always Play Store links. And if I see an app I like, I then basically copy the name. I go to F-Droid, see if it's there. And if it isn't there, I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't look at the app. You know, I'll skip this app for now. And then I'll just go find something else. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I was using a, uh, another, uh, another uh, RSS reader. It's basically an RSS feed reader. Um, and it was okay. But then I found this one, which uh, is, to me, much better. Uh, and I use it every day. It was, you know, very easy to to use. It's got a very simple interface, black and white, or white and black. You can uh, add all sorts of uh, RSS feeds. It pulls them all together. All the new uh, articles come down in one go, and you can just spend your time going through which news articles you want to read. Um, it also gets around uh, paywalls. So if you wanted to uh, have a look at an, an, an article that's behind a paywall, this will just automatically uh, circumvent that, and uh, I've got quite access to quite a few articles uh, for free. Normally, requires subscri- subscription. Um, so yeah, check it out if you're if you're uh, sick of the old uh, the old uh, news apps. Okay, well the two questions I got. Uh, well, well, first I'll say the beautiful thing about most web paywalls is they are the most lazy things ever created in the yep. world. Uh, sometimes all you got to do is disable JavaScript. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. And boom, paywall gone. It's like, how lazy are you as a company? Uh, and what it is, is, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's like having a stop sign at the end of your street. If nobody respects the stop sign and nobody ever gets any ticket from the stop sign, whatever, it's there. Who cares? Uh, a visitor might come by, a stupid person, and stop at the stop sign. But nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna guess there's enough people that don't try to go around the paywalls that it's beneficial to these companies to have them up. Uh, number one. Um, number two, I will say, like, where are you finding your RSR feeds that you like? Um, well, just from or the regular how? news. Just the, well, I go to the website, the news website that you'd normally use, and um, there's usually just do a search for RSS feed. We do a simple uh, internet search for RSS feed for uh, Otago Daily Times. If you wanted to have a look at the RSS feed for that, um, it will get. You know, most websites have that link for you. Uh, there's a little section at the bottom, RSS feeds. So just look for those um, and uh, find. It's a bit of a bugger. You can't you can't go find them directly from the app. You have to go to the website and then find the RSS feed and then copy it and paste it right. into the app. But I mean, that's the only only real hassle. Once you've got it set up, um, it just works like a charm. It's great. RSS is wonderful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still like, so like, butt sore about what happened with Google RSS reader, because mm. it was an easy way for normal people to use RSS. Um, I, I will say one of the things I do is when I'm at a website and I like the content, um, I literally just go to like the category listing of that topic I'm looking at and then just go into the, the URL bar and put a slash feed at yeah. the end. Yeah. And a lot of times there's an RSS feed right there just waiting to be picked up. Well, um, one, another thing that people do, and for YouTubers, if you're interested in, in YouTubers and they've got a new YouTube video out, you could they've got an RSS feed on the website, so you can use this, put the put the link in, and find out if there's a new video you can watch uh, when you're checking your news right. in the morning. That's, yeah, it's very useful. Very cool. Um, what I'm going to do, Ivor, to be honest, I'm going to send you two links, if I remember, to two RSS feed readers I like. I'll say one of them is a little bit different in all the stuff it can do, and the other one I think just looks really good. Okay. Um, just see what you think about it. Um, I'm still using Tiny RSS as my main RS um, RSS feed reader thing, only because I love the idea of having a one I can have in a full desktop web browser with really good features and support and good keyboard shortcuts kind of thing, and then have a mobile app where it basically syncs up to where I don't have to read the same thing twice kind right, of thing. Right. Um. And, and it just works. The bad thing is you have to have a server and you got to have it set up and you got to be responsible for it if it gets hacked kind of thing. So it comes with that, which, you know, a lot of people won't do. So I'm still using that one for now. I'm holding, I'm holding off as long as I can before I, I force myself to jump to a dedicated app. But this definitely sounds good. Yeah. And, and it's very simple and quick to use. And, um, you know, you, you can you can just it also cuts out all the um you don't get the web page for the article you get the text only and and a couple of pictures the pictures are blurry but you, who needs to look at those if you're interested in just the text and a simple background this is really really good very cool very cool uh, i'm going to bring one more and i'm sorry this comes with a little bit of a story is what i'm going to say um okay um this is a google play app but i thought i saw it on ftroid as well i'll see if i can find it on ftroid as well um the app is called Milky Tracker. Okay. Gather around, chitlins. We're going to go back in time a little bit. Literally, we're going to go back 20-plus years ago, a.k.a. Leonardo DiCaprio might want nothing to do with me back then, but um, there was an app called Scream Tracker, uh, where it was basically like a brown interface, DOS interface, where it was like a digital uh, piano roll um, to where you had, you know, like... Um, you could have a different number of tracks, vertical tracks, and then there was uh, basically every, there was slots. You could then set the tempo and speed, and you could literally like have a 4-4 a, a snare drum where we would go uh, space, 
uh, space one, space two, space three, space four, snare drum, space one, uh, and then, you know, three, three more spaces and then snare drum. And then at the end of the thing, you could say, well, now loop this five times or just move to the next set of things. And you could basically set music up like that. And it all used like MIDI sounds, but you could import like wave samples kind of things. So you could rip samples from other things and sit down and basically create music. Um, the real type of music this was extremely uh, like leaning towards was more of like a techno sound is what I'll say. But if you knew what you were doing kind of thing, you could literally do classical music in a scream tracker format. So um, I made more than a couple of songs way back in the day when I, my uh, internet provider was called Charmnet, C-H-A-R-M dot net. And my address was something like charm.net slash tilde um, 28 fly because I had my 28 K modem and it was fly. <laughs> um, so I, I literally made music and I would post it up there. That's how long ago this was. And I remember a guy from Germany pinged me and said, I love this one thing you did, even though what I did was I wasn't making songs. I was making like music, um, exercises where I would just, you know, do underlying beats and then just try to do some sort of symphonic harmony over topic kind of thing. And I just had fun with it. Uh, the other day I thought about it and I found my old songs, uh, that I saved from my Google music subscription. I downloaded it coming. Kind of so I had all the old songs and I listened to them. So then I got nostalgic about trackers and I found this and there is a desktop version and there is an Android version. Um, so I'm really tempted to try to find some time and just sit down and, and just make some, uh, tunes up, you know, see, see what happens. Kind of thing. Cause I'm sure now the sample ecosystem is insane. I'm sure I can find any sound I want and basically reproduce or emulate anything from, you know, an old James Brown tune to something really crappy from today. Cause you know, most of the stuff from today is really crappy. Yeah. This looks great for if you're a muso. Hey? Um, I remember an, an app a while ago, I forget what it was when, when I, you know those those DVDs or CDs they used to give away with when you bought a new computer they'd give you a piece of crap with junk software and one of them one I got was a, a music maker oh no they would get, no they would give it away in a, in a DVD in a in a magazine they'd stick it to the front of a magazine and you have software on the, on the DVD anyway yeah it was a music maker and I you could add all sorts of uh, beats and effects and and um, all sorts of voice uh, samples and. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Had a, you know, I spent hours playing with that. It was a great time. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I will say that, and, and, and again, I'm going to repeat myself from a little bit earlier. Um, we all have to find our own types of therapy Yeah. Uh, to just, you know, to just, in air quote, pass the time, um, to just, you know, stay sane kind of thing. Um, this was a good one for me back in the day. I actually had some kind of fun just playing around, seeing what kind of things could just, you know, be made up. Yeah, yeah, great. And, um, and kids especially love that sort of stuff. They can let their creativity yeah. go. They come up with all sorts of stuff. Yeah, my son, my oldest son just bought something. I, It has a weird name, like a stylosaurus or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Long the short of it is, it's a little rectangular box with a little, like, hexagonal like, grid towards the bottom, which almost resembles, like, piano keys. Okay. Then there's a little stylus that's hardwired into the thing. And then there's like eight knobs. Um, and if you were to think of this, think of this as the ultimate synthesizing thing from like the eighties where you could make like crazy chip tune kind of things. Um, and he saw a couple of videos on it 
loves it, loves it, loves it. So we, we bought him it. It was like 70 bucks, I want to say. Um, so he is definitely liking making his music. And that's the thing. You know, some people play trumpets. Um, some people use trackers. Some people use weird. Oh, and here's the other thing. Ready? Um, he got it. And then this is how it's a small world kind of thing. My wife bought it and said, and then she looked at the back because she was expecting made in China, made in Korea, something like that. Look at the back. She says, what in the hell? And I'm like, what's wrong? She says, if I would have known it was built here, I don't know if I would have bought it. I'm like, why? She says, because there's no way it's going to last. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's from America? <laughs> um, she says, no, it's, it's from Cork, Ireland. And I'm like, oh. that's where my grandma is from. So I, I, I would have bought it kind of thing. Uh, so it's, so it's a weird Irish creation of a music instrument. Think of it as, uh, oh God, what's it? It's not pheromone, pheromone, a pheromone, pheromone. kind of thing yeah, where yeah, you yeah, 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 make yeah. A, a pheromone. Yeah. Think of it like that, except with a stylus and knobs. <laughs> it's the best way I can explain. It's the future. No one plays guitar anymore. It's something. All right. I'll say that. All my guitar heroes are dying. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, do you have any more apps you want to bring? Oh, I, I didn't really become, become very prepared. There are some more apps I've got on my phone, but my screen copy, um, I like to share my screen when I'm showing the apps, and I can't do that right now. So I'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Um, I will say to the listener, there's at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's at least ten more apps in the list that will be at the top of the notes that are in the top of the. Um, YouTube description as well, basically called like some, some more links or something. It's the very first link in the notes and the very first link in the YouTube description. If you want more apps, uh, I encourage you to go check them out. And if you think we missed something that was obvious, we should have brought, don't hesitate. Shoot us an email, AAA at podcast.com. Uh, I'll also say since the last episode, we do not have any more emails. If you would like to send us an email, super easy, AAA at podcast.com. If you want to give us a voicemail, super easy, 7076podnut. It still works. It still works. Uh, if you want to record us something, you can do that as well. If you want to be on the show, even, um, as long as you don't talk like a mumble mouth, you know, like my youngest son, uh, and your audio doesn't sound like you know, you're on the back of an aircraft carrier, um, it, you know, it could definitely work. It couldn't be worse uh, than I me. I will say that. I'm a good boy. <laughs> um, do, do you have the app rundown, or you want me to do it? Yep. Yeah, I'll go here. Um, so first up was SkyTube from F-Droid. And then we had Super Retro Mega Wars by Peter Sewillow. And then we had Tux Paint uh, by Automation Systems. Scroll Watch by Decosoft Apps. Uh, Visit a City by Visit a City. Surprise. Uh, Read You on F-Droid. And Milky Tracker by Lubomir Leeson. Sounds very Swedish or Scandinavian, that one. Lubomir Leeson. Pronouncing that right. I'll have some more for you next week, hopefully, with Josh. Very cool, very cool. Um, I will say one app I missed uh, accidentally. I'm going to try to make sure I do like a full review on it next week. It's called Merlin Bird ID. Oh, yeah. Literally, you take your phone, you hit the button. If there's a noisy bird by your house or whatever, you hit the button, it will tell you what kind of bird it is, which I think is fantastic. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Um, Kind of like how I had the snake snap, you know. Yeah take a picture of the snake they tell me what it is so I, I thought that was a really cool find and literally the day i found it somebody up north of me like in boston or whatever sent me a link to it said this is awesome oh crap okay um so i'll try to do my due diligence on that one um again thanks everyone for the support uh forever period um the best kind of support you can do is literally come out live we try to do this show thursday nights 
YouTube kind of thing hanging out. Uh, if you want to come out in different ways, uh, we are on Discord right now. If you ping me on other social media platforms, I try to get back with you. Um, but no, I'm not on TikTok or I try not to be on Facebook over to try to, to, to try to say sane. Um, but, uh, for right, right now, Discord is still sane. So I'm there. Um, do you have any, uh, parting words there, Ivor? Oh, well, just, uh, apologize to everybody who uh, likes to catch up with us. Uh, sorry, we haven't been on online for ages. Hopefully we can, we can remedy that and, uh, things are getting back to normal. So, um, yeah, it was good, uh, good to have, uh, Red and, um, the other bloke. In the chat today, who was that? That was um, Fuzz311. Good to see you guys. Sorry we haven't been able to talk yep. much. But uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll have Josh on board and we can we can give him some, some stick about uh, being a lumberjack. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's from Canada and he's a lumberjack and he's okay. Yeah. Kind of like Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, so yeah. Again, thank everyone for the support. Thanks everyone for coming out. Uh, never ever forget, you know, support those who support you. Talk to everyone later. Here we go. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related you can find us on itunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher we hope you take a listen and let us know what you think music provided by steve cherubino at steve